Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. Myself, Logan Daly. And uh, we've got a guest here. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Anthony. Anthony, I don't know if I know yes. your last name. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Brown joining us here on Footnotes. Fantastic. I'm excited. We like we have not had a guest in Oh, many moons. Over a year. Yeah. At least over a year. I I, I think we had a couple during the pandemic via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. But that that doesn't really count. No. Nothing on Zoom really counts. It's like a it's like <laughs> It's like when you get a record and you have to put an asterisk by it. You're like, yeah, but that guy was on roids. Like an interview on Zoom, not quite the same. It's just not oh, the same. Man. Board meeting via Zoom. That's a budget meeting, so it's that just doesn't same. count yeah. tomorrow. Asterisk. <laughs> I thought you were going with like a like an LP record. No, I thought you were going. No, like what did they do to that poor record? <laughs> Someone scratched a thing. No, no. That's actually no. where I thought you were going yeah. to. I was no, like, I are didn't. we talking vinyl? Is this no. what's happening? Okay. We could, we could but I, no, that was not the analogy. There's a big scratch across this the vinyl, a, and it, it, it hits every time. <laughs> it circles. No, no, it's the asterisk. It's the... This the, is the roids. The roids. Is it Sosa? Was that, that, that was a baseball player, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. yep, Sosa. Well yep. done, sir. Yeah, McGuire. Wow. I remember when I was it a was, kid. It was the race to was who going. was going to break the record. That's right. It was right. between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. See, I, yeah. I vaguely remember these things. Yeah. They were fun to watch, though. That was fun. It there was, was no asterisk. That they were fun to no, watch. No, yeah, it was fun. Thing. It's a yeah. thing. Yeah. I kind of wanted to take a few more roids because I just wanted them to keep <laughs> hitting that ball hard. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was exciting. That's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, sports baseball fantastic <laughs> see this is already this is the energy on this episode already super dope paramount here come on we're reaching new heights fantastic <laughs> all right so uh let's let's just start anthony tell us a little bit about yourself what makes anthony brown tick oh goodness um having two children that don't sleep Oh. <laughs> that will really keep you on your toes. He said tick, not ticked. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for those that are out there listening to this, um, my name is Anthony Brown, and I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, and it's important to put that out there because I believe that everybody's story, you know, it's like where is that starting point? And mm-hmm. for me, um, it's in a capital city in the Midwest, uh, surrounded by lakes and long winters. <laughs> yeah, Even longer than here in Missoula, Montana. Yeah, it's um, hard to imagine. Yeah, cold, yeah. bitter. People talk about cold out here, and I cold and here. I laugh. Yeah. People in the Midwest, in Wisconsin, they don't put shirts on in in like negative thirty degree weather because we're just used to it. You know? That's crazy. I had the nickname Polar Bear in elementary school because I didn't need a coat. Sure. That's that's right, anyway. Right, right, right. So uh you know, being from being from Madison, I you know, I have so many so many perspectives on community and and uh 
and just how to like serve the community so that like what makes me tick is community Mm. obviously the the pandemic has put a wrench in that um, but trying to get back that way and um and then serving so those those two things are are what drive me um and right now i am serving my family because i have i'm i have i'm married and i have two kids under the age of three and Oof. so it's uh i am serving a lot mm-hmm. and they are my community yeah and yeah. um yeah so that's nice. keepers yeah. They're, yeah. oh they're, i mean i, I do keepers. think about it sometimes to just kind of <laughs> Move on to the next community. No, <laughs> check, check what the market price is on that. Yeah. Is it is it a good time to time to It's no. a trade in value. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh toddlers, no. No. <laughs> Especially the ones that are like aware. Mm. Our toddler is very aware now. Mm. Yes. He's yeah. he's starting to question things. Oh man, see. That's my favorite. I don't have kids, so I can like that's still my favorite age for children because I don't ever have to deal with them longer yeah. than maybe an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love the toddler. Like when you can start teaching them bad habits, basically. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I do appreciate, <laughs> but that that self realization, questioning the world, mm, mm-hmm. that's good. Stuff or how right about there. we're gonna have dinner cookies? Like no, we're not gonna have cookies. Can I have a cookie? No, I need a cookie. No, oh, I want a cookie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so cookies, and they're yeah. like, no. Oh, you're... I thought you were talking about my adult children. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's my teenager too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cookies. This is just my internal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No. Dinner cookies? Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> I need a parent. That's what that just taught me. All right. Cool. 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 Okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk. I, I love that. That's uh. Good stuff there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the projects that you're involved with, uh, some of the stuff that occupies, other than family. Other than family. And, and all that. Let's, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that occupies your time. You're involved in something called Jumpstart Soul Revive? Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on a, um, a new musical album, okay. a new project called Jumpstart the Soul Revived, which is a sequel uh, album to... Uh, an album that I produced in 2014 called Jumpstart the Soul. And uh, it really, it showed up in this last year because I was, you know, I had one kid at the time, but I was really just bound to my house and Mm. not doing a lot. And so I reached out to my good friend, um, Megan Rose, who is an incredible uh, multi-instrumentalist producer, has written a musical. It's out in New York. And I, I said, "Do you want to, you want to work on an on an album?" And, and she's like, "Let's do it." And so, I've I've spent this last year recording uh, between eight or nine different studios across the globe. Oh wow! Um, my trumpet player is in Switzerland, so that I would say that's the 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 farthest uh, away someone has been on this project. But uh, between Wisconsin, at least three studios there, a studio here in Missoula, uh, I believe uh, Nashville, and I know I'm missing, oh, Minnesota <laughs> and New York. Um, it's really been, it's really yeah. been a, a, a project. And I have brought back all sorts of people that I've worked with in the past uh, to be featured on it. Hmm. Um, uh, my, uh, so I, I, I go under the name Anthony Lamar, and 
there's a second R that's in parentheses that stands for revived. Hmm. Um, so it's a, um, it's kind of a, I'm I'm treating this as a swan song album, although I have been advised not to call it a swan song <laughs> album. Um, but I'm saying that for myself because I believe that you know God's going to move me in 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 other. I, I need to be available, mm. and so I'm. I started this off as just being um, fun and something to do to help pass the time, but it's turned into so much more, mm. and so many people mm. have come to the table to be a part of it. And then I realized while doing it that I think this is going to be my last album for a while, at least under this particular name and mm. motivation. So Jumpstart the Soul is... Uh, tentatively set to be released on my birthday march 21st nice. um, nice. which is the first day of spring and it's it it's also speaking to the 2014 album which was released on my birthday as well nice. so it's cool. just kind of wow. having these mirrors um in terms of what the album is about it's like it's speaking to being revived being on the brink of death and coming back um inspirations from um playing legends of zelda um and Lord of the Rings, which I, I geek out on those mm. things. Yeah. I always think about these characters that are like just about to die and that, that heart meter goes out and then all of a sudden there is this this spark comes back. There's mm. this power that comes back. And I wow. was imagining being this this character. And so from uh, the first song revived to the end remember which is the the last song of the album it's to remember who you are in the world remember who you are in christ and remember um your your purpose your mission and and that when you're on the brink of death the the breath can be put back in you and so mm. that's kind of that's cool that's it's going to be a journey um, because my music is. Uh, people say, "Well, what do you? What's what's your style? What do you sound like?" I'm like, it. To me, it's just music, but it's a mixture of like hip hop and R and B and gospel and a little bit of rock. And you, you will know, not um, be bored if you listen yeah. to this man. Yeah, you won't. You will <laughs> not be bored. It's very animated, hmm. and um, and and that's exactly how I want to go out. I want to go cool. out at, with this project being animated. And I want. A variety of people like we should not be you know artists shouldn't be put in boxes mm -hmm. and listeners um should step out of the what they're comfortable in listening to yeah. so yeah. yeah sweet i love all the instruments on your albums and just the way they play into it and 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 there's no two songs alike i'm just like oh we're on to something new oh we're on very okay different <laughs> okay and oh you know and <laughs> And so I just uh, I find I find your music very fascinating and and uh, you know some of it's more naturally my you know stuff I that I listen to other of it you know takes me beyond my comfort zone yeah um, or or stuff that's just kind of new to me as far as uh, I grew up on some hip hop and you know those kinds of things and are a little bit R&B but um, I really enjoy in fact I was wondering mm -hmm. um, have you done a Christmas album you know. I don't know if you, did, did you mention this to me? Someone else knows another friend that when they heard I was going to, that this was the Swan song or Swan album or whatever. Um, they're like, you should do a Christmas album. And I, 
Okay, I've so just, second never, person put in a request. That's really interesting. That's funny. That's <laughs> because so I find all of December, I will listen to nothing but Christmas music. Hmm. But I want interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. I want I want good and I want interesting and I and mm. I and I try to find every year I'm always searching for uh, a Christmas song that no one else is doing or a Christmas song that no one has done like that before and uh, I think you'd be that guy I think huh. if you recorded twelve I'd probably have all twelve on my list so oh wow so that's, there you go. that is a big that's a big that's a tall. Especially after this last project, that is a tall one. I mean, you got um, most of a year. Come on, I, I do have, I do have most of a year. That's a hot to. You know, I mean, if Santa can grow a beard in a year. You can do an oh, album, right? Yeah, that's, that's how that works, right? Popo <laughs> Jisho. That's my favorite scene out of that movie. Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, Popo Jisho. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Um, and now I'll have to I'll have to think about it, but <laughs> but right. this but this album it's I'm proud of it. We're still in the middle of uh, we're, they're actually we were just about to finish, and I I approached my producer friend and I was like, I want to take the revive song and I want to do a, a remix, a, another track remix with artists from Montana. Mm. Is mm. it too late? So this week. I have two artists going into the studio so that I can do a remix, which will just be revived remix or some sort of Big Sky remix. Um, mm. Just doing, I, I want to make sure that that part of my life is sure. represented uh-huh. um, since I've included people from the last 15 years on this album. Wow. So <laughs> pray for me because we've got, <laughs> we've got to get those in plus a, a one more verse for another song from another artist in Nashville. Mm. And then mixing will be, has to be wrapped up by the 31st so we can move on to mastering. So there's a lot of, sure. there's a lot of steps. Now yeah. you, so this is your first pandemic album. I mean, sounds like this is my first album in four years. Um, the last album I produced was right before I got married and moved out to Seattle, out to the Pacific Northwest. So, so talk us through the comparisons of yeah. of the process because I don't. It sounded like when we've talked about this yeah. that it's been a different experience, and just we, we all have experienced COVID differently. How's Absolutely. It been for you? So, previous albums, everyone was right there. Um, okay. So, from start to finish. My musical projects would usually be about three months. So okay. um, I would be writing throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And then once I had it in a space, then I would meet with my producers and we would start charting and start breaking down what the sound, what we wanted it to sound like. Mm. So then we would t- translate that to piano. And then from there, we would start to build. Mm-hmm. Once we felt comfortable, then we would send out invitations to people to join us. So on every musical project, I've I've had the same trumpet player and sax player. They're phenomenal. Pete Ross, mm. one of the best sax players you'll ever hear. And Charlie Wagner, who lives in Switzerland now, um, has been a part of that. So I would send out the invitations. We would set up studio time. And we would be in the studio maybe two weeks. Get everything set. Knock it out. Knock yeah. it out. Yeah. Mixing would happen. While we were in the studio, and then some post, like post studio mixing, mastering, and then release. Hmm. So that was that was that. 
this process um, <laughs> was fitting it in with how everyone needed to be able to meet. So spent months and months and months and months working with M Megan. And then once we felt comfortable, then we sent out invitations. And so everyone's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I did have a trip back to Wisconsin where where I could actually be in the studio with a couple of the vocalists and some of the instrumentalists. Oh, yeah. But then there were like hiccups because someone is now not feeling well or there sure. was an emergency and they had to get there. And then I'm like, okay, we'll have to push it to another time. Trumpet players trying to get parts, send those back, different vocalists. So the it's I had to learn to be patient in this mm -hmm. process mm -hmm. because it has not been normal for me. Um, it's slowed things down. It's helped me to listen a little bit more to catch things, but then I have to be patient for response. If I ask somebody or my producer, like, uh, can we tweak this? We're not doing it in real sure. time. So now it could be a week or two yeah. before I get all of those, um, revisions back, you mm -hmm. know? And so, so that, that's what's happening. Even now, um, those artists will record and we're trying to get everything in because we're like, we've spent a year working on this so Holy wow cow, yeah it sound, it, sounds like building a house where the different like the framers are in one part of the country and then the 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 uh, concrete guys they're in another yeah. part of the country and and okay we'll ship it over there and let them deal with exactly. it okay no no okay let's bring it back and and mm -hmm. now oh oh send it back we can we move or, the stairwell or imagine having so um i was really we actually were able to work it out where megan who lives in new york could meet me in Wisconsin. So we had a we had one day together wow. to actually get some of my my vocals down and to work. But other than that, if I had to go to the studio, I'm either having her on the screen and getting her plugged in, trying to figure out where there's not like feedback loop stuff yep, happening yep, with the video. Yep. I know you all are aware of that. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. And so trying to get all of that to happen and it's worked really well. And trying to fit it in with different schedules. Plus, you know, I'm the primary, you know, uh, caregiver for our kids. So working that and working on the nonprofit is just like so many different things that are happening. Wow. So, yeah. 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 You want to take your uh, asterisk comment back? I mean, he's been using Zoom for the, the, the LP. No. So the, <laughs> so the album doesn't exist or fragments of the album. The, no. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is asterisk. We, but we weren't using Zoom. Exactly. That makes it fine. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. you're good. I'm just as long kidding. as it's not Zoom. I'm just kidding. We were using oh, Zoom, darn it. <laughs> darn it. And Google is back. And Google Hangout. And Google Duo. Oh, and that's even worse. Google <laughs> and Facebook <laughs> Messenger. And how many other Skype? Yeah, uh, all WhatsApp. Things. All the things. Oh, yeah. man. Whatever it takes to get it done. What Whatever would it takes. what would we have done during the Spanish flu? <laughs> I mean nothing. Right. You would have you would have just <laughs> hung out. I mean one family died. I don't know. <laughs> one family described themselves as um, when when the nineteen eighteen pandemic happened, they their family just went to a farm and they just stayed there. Yeah. So they they had to they had no outside contact. Um, this woman was like describing her that's experience. I mean, that's um, not a bad option. Just to go to a farm and I'm, hang out. Yeah. And I grew up on a farm, oh, so I'm thinking, well, like, okay. yeah, I just go home. Just, that sounds just, dope. Just go home. Yeah. There's fish. Yeah. <laughs> just live off the land, and yeah. that's it. Yep. Yeah, no, this sounds great. 
I'm down. Sign me up. My wife is also from the farm too, so um, and I, I and I've been there, and I'm like, yeah, I could do that too. Yeah, that's nice. You guys yeah. are making me hungry. <laughs> I actually, am, <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <coughs> Well, uh, so nonprofit. Let's uh, let's you you mentioned that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. This is uh, this is Montana Area Area Music, Music Association. Association. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, the the Montana Area Music Association um, unofficially we started in 2019, okay. uh, but officially uh, we started in 2020, which it's is a an great interesting time, time to start something. <laughs> uh, yes, we are. We, I was just talking uh, talking with someone about this, but. Uh, we we had the decision. So my my co-founder and and the uh, executive director of the nonprofit, um, it, we had this conversation when the pandemic first hit. Do we keep moving forward with this idea, or mm. do we just fold mm-hmm. it up and because you know no one no one would fault us mm-hmm. um, for right. just letting letting yeah. it go. We had we had just started started working on building our board, mm. and we're like what do you want to do? And we're like, well, it, it doesn't do any good, um, to stop, you know, because people, um, especially, uh, the entertainers, creators, musicians, engineers, uh, producers, they're going to need some help and some direction mm-hmm. on the other side of whatever this is, you know, at the time, yep. whatever this was. And yep. so, um, so we made a decision to keep going. Um, so, uh, some, some background to, uh, the Montana Area Music Association, also known as MAMA. Um, it, the mission uh, is to connect and support up-and-coming musicians through professional development and advocacy while strengthening and engaging the greater Montana music community. So cool. for us, what, is that, what does that mean? Uh, w- we want to be uh, a, a resource for those that would like to make music a profession mm. in the state of Montana. Nice. Uh, Missoula, uh, which I would say, and I've been now, I've seen all sorts of communities across the state. Missoula is, you know, kind of leading that that direction for the arts community, not just music, um, but visual art mm-hmm. and dance yep. um, and yep. theater. And so it made sense for us to be here mm-hmm. uh, to start, and then to to start expanding across the state or and over the next ten years. So uh, Marie and I um, uh, put together a really great board, um, people who are willing in the midst of chaos uh, to step forward to serve um, the music cool. community. And, you know, we've, we've, we've had some, some uh, lessons to learn on, you know, how you build nonprofits, what, that, what does that look like, how do you get, re- you know, funding, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I'm happy to say, you know, it's like we've, so we we made it through that first year. We're almost, you know, our 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 fiscal year ends in the summertime, and um, you know, we're going to be taking on some new board members, uh, and and it's just, it's been really wonderful. Um, people are starting to get to know Mama a little more. Um, we've partnered with the Zach to do uh, monthly open mic nights. That's cool. Um, we're also doing an event at. Uh, uh, it's it's actually a uh, uh, twice a, twice a month at Imagination Brewing. We're doing a music as medicine series to honor healthcare professionals. Nice, uh, nice. So the um, there is that on the fifth <coughs> next month. 
Um, that yes, or six. It is on the. It's on the fifth. Fifth. I think um, I'm playing at that. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. Yeah. Sweet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I got, got lassoed in. I'm, I'm accompanying Elena, who's taking part of Austin Britton's set. Okay. All right. I just I learned something new too. Yeah. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's how that's going down. Okay. So yeah. So the the, the more fifth, you know, the fifth and the nineteenth are next month, and actually there is one happening uh this saturday i'll just put a plug in there there you go um, so on the 22nd at imagination brewing there will be a music is medicine event and rebecca kelly is is performing there um, music will be from 6 30 to 7 30 and then we also encourage a social hour at six o'clock and those are for the healthcare professionals to be able to come and and unwind they get two dollars off their first beverage nice and cool. um, imagination's been just they're fantastic group of of people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've made different partnerships or so Roxy, we did a uh, um, music in the sound garden mm. and we want to continue hosting events. Um, but we also have our uh, two signature. Um, uh, one of them is an event and the other is a program. Uh, so the, the, the program is mama Academy and there are, st- uh, um, it's, it's really to, to educate those, uh, as I mentioned, to be able to go through a, a workshops, so mm. they can work on their their platform, they can work on their artistry, kind of know how to you know how to build uh, build themselves up in their brand, and mm. then to be able to step into venues to perform or to Sweet. to work a, as a as a promoter or engineer. That's really and cool. so right now we have five students that started uh, uh, a week or two ago. They'll go through the program. And we have three educators, and then all those educators get paid, um, and because that's important. Mm-hmm. And then the students, um, through community uh, sponsorship, are able to go through the academy. Cool, that's awesome. Nice, <clears throat> nice. How long uh, does the program last? Um, it, I believe, right now they're on a five to seven week okay. um, uh, series, and then we're hoping to have some sort of showcase at the end of it. Nice. And then in the summertime, we host uh, an event called uh, Miles of Music, which is on the Milwaukee Trail. Okay. So there's a musical artist that is performing every like quarter of a mile. Huh. So you can get outside. So we've, we've done it twice. We did a test run October of 2020, the, the second weekend in October. Um, so we did a test run, and we were like, let's not do it in October. It's <laughs> um, starting to get cold then. That's yeah. why we tested it. And then we moved it to July, and then fire season. So we're like, let's not do it in July. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out the, yeah, the sweet spot. The sweet yeah. spot. Two-week window in June? is Yeah, know. that's what we're looking like the last, uh, last two weeks in June. So, yeah. If you, got, if you got space heaters, you could do it anytime you want to, but... We, so we tried it. It it wouldn't have been an issue in October, but the tents we put down, the wind just oh, no, just oh. took them straight. Like everyone's trying to grab the the tents, and the artists are out there freezing, and yep. and we're like, okay. But but it, it's really it was a beautiful. It's been a, such a beautiful event because it's encouraged people to bring um, their loved ones or family themselves out rollerblading, walking, running, yeah. and then be able to see music along the way. That's, That's cool. so yeah. cool. You should just flash mob it. It's like, hey, guys, the weather's great. <laughs> Get out there. A floating date. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so we're, um, you know, Mama, uh, like I said, we've, we really have 
we should be celebrating like three years of the inception because we, mm. um, uh, Maria and I met January of 2019 and we have not stopped. And we are uh, a group of volunteers. Uh, no, no one is being paid. Mm. Um, we would like to obviously change that someday. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, our board has been um, just absolutely wonderful, their, their guidance and also just their time mm-hmm. to be able to build the organization and uh, heading into year three, um, we're already like there's more money coming into the organization, more attention, more awareness, sure. um, more energy. And uh, we actually this last year picked up a board member from Bozeman hmm. to help us start getting a, a yeah. kind of a foot a little, in. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then um, uh, this year we're hoping to maybe pick up a board member from Helena Um it just just slowly because it, it you know it's like we don't want to we know Missoula but mm-hmm. we don't know the other communities so right. if, if we end up you know we don't want to move too quickly and be like this is what we're doing we no we want to make sure that those communities trust us yeah. before yeah. we just start planting little flags in those mm-hmm. communities like now we are running the no that's not yeah. <laughs> sure yep yeah that doesn't tend to go over well yes. when you come in and say this we is got what we're this. doing yeah so if you could just no. Sit down. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. cool. Fantastic. <clears throat> so you mentioned a couple of upcoming events there. Uh, I imagine you have—is it a website? Yes, you can go to Mama the Number Four MT for Montana dot org. So again, that's okay. Mama M A M A Number Four MT dot org. I'll throw that in the show notes too, yeah. and then Facebook, Instagram, socials, anything like that. All of it, even Twitter. Even though I, I've had pushback from some of uh, some of our group, I'm like, no, stay on Twitter yeah, until Twitter's Twitter almost disappears. <laughs> it almost has in Montana, but yeah, yeah, it's not it's not big here, but Twitter's still a thing. It's still yeah. it's still a thing. There's actually quite a. Remember when Facebook went out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, did you see that that tweet? Everybody, <laughs> everybody, spike. suddenly you, everybody <laughs> refound Twitter. Did you see what Twitter said? It said, "Hello, literally everybody." <laughs> I did see that. It was really funny. <laughs> it said, "Hello, literally everybody." <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. it's still a thing. It's yeah, still a thing. So, yeah. all right, cool. I'll link all that in show notes, and uh, we can find if you're, if yeah, you're interested please. in finding those events, you can. Seek those out and check them out. Yeah, next, uh, we'd love to have you join. I mean, join us. It's whether it's open mic night or the music is medicine event. Like, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Maybe we could do a listening event when you uh, put out your Christmas album. Oh goodness! <laughs> wow, I, I was I thought you were gonna go with like the the new upcoming album. Yeah, but we'll bring cake. The not swan song, swan song. <laughs> but. Uh, the non-swan song, song, swan song with Ron Swanson. Exactly. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that. You went there. Beautiful. Beautiful. <sighs> Somebody get the bacon. I imagine that's going to end up on an album somewhere. <laughs> wow. We actually, I see the wheels turning. My, my wife and I, um, uh, we really wanted... Um, uh, what is the actor that plays Ron Swanson? Nick, Nick Offerman. Offerman. We wanted Nick Offerman. We were actually trying to find a way to have Nick Nick Offerman uh, come to our wedding to um, to to portray Ron Swanson to give a speech as the the distant uh, uh, uncle um, or something, <laughs> yes. which would have been hilarious. I mean, I'm like, oh, if only. <laughs> Uh-huh. We just would have been magnificent. I mean, just a little, just a little character drop a little in. Something. 
you know, yeah. and then oh, yeah. and then his wife, his real life wife, is Tammy too. Is is <laughs> it would come in and be like, run, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then take him away, and that'd be the end of the. That'd that'd be, oh, that would have been magnificent. So That's much. a great idea. Yeah. So next time, I mean. <laughs> I get what you mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, at, at a at a renewal, like yeah, a sure. v- yeah. vow renewal. <laughs> Your kids are gonna have weddings someday. That's true. <laughs> really old Ron Swanson. Ooh, now that's funny. Grandpa Swanson. Grandpa oh Swanson. Oh my gosh, I like that. Yeah, it's got potential. Especially with the maiden name, we could figure out how to tie it because my wife's maiden name is Garvin's, which is very German. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they'd be like. Well, Swanson is connected to the uh, Garvin's family of uh, absolutely uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, we figured it out. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, we'll get that all linked in the uh, in the show notes there, and and uh, check out these things. We'll look forward to this jumpstart. The soul. Uh, Jumpstart the soul revived. revived. Yeah. Looking forward to that. That'll be on Spotify, I'm assuming. Yes. Hey, I mean, everybody does all platforms. All, all the all the th- except for uh, what was it? I think Switchfoot oh. did a no. It was uh, it was John Foreman and Need to Breathe or something like that. Did a Christmas release of a song and it was only on Amazon. Interesting music or something, hmm. which just made me angry. <laughs> I missed it because I'm it. W- yeah. I'm like I'm I, I'm not getting another platform. Like I'm no, like, I probably so, have Amazon Music and I don't care. I'm just, <laughs> just it just made me angry. So. That, that that it warms my heart that it's not you're not doing that no but that was the first time I'd ever heard of anybody doing something like that so yeah, that's that's a little different it's a bold move yeah it's a bold move selling yourself to just one platform <laughs> but anyway so there you go we'll find you on on whatever listening platform you use equal opportunity listening fantastic <laughs> fantastic well uh, I think at this point we'll probably dive into a little bit of footnotey goodness here um yeah. I know you got to get going here in mm-hmm. just a minute or two. So uh, if you want to hang out, you're welcome to. Uh, or if not. We're getting pretty close here. Yeah. yeah. But thank you. for. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks for having me. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll be on the, be around. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. A uh, couple of things to talk about from <clears throat> from the sermon here. Uh, prayerables. The, the prayerable sermon. Gosh, I still still love that so much. So well done. I used that. Uh. I, I think you know because you told me beforehand that we needed to. I needed to you know preach fast because there was uh, playoff, football, <laughs> playoff football and we had a family meeting and all that. And I was like, so I, I did. I did. I cut a couple of things out. Uh, just short stuff, you know. To help maybe people understand things, but mostly what I cut out was setup and execution of the joke. Um, the one that Rob stole from you. Well, not. I mean, not. I, I was just gonna. I was gonna use that. I was gonna say prayerables about sixty times. Like that was. There was a lot of times where I had like, yeah, no, we're gonna call it, and I'm just gonna beat this pun to death. <laughs> As you do, it will be so far in the ground it'll pop out the other side of the earth. Like that's what it's coming back up in China. That's exactly. You're gonna go what? full Sunfeld on it, huh? That, yes, that was the that was the play. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna cut 20 minutes out of my sermon. All right, cool. 
Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> oh man. Okay, maybe not twenty minutes, but at least, Lord. at least ten. Praise uh, the Lord for the preemptive strike. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh yeah. Let's uh let's start off. We'll break down <coughs> I said we'd break down the uh the poem a little bit. That was that was something I was like, well, we don't need that, so we'll just save it for footnotes. Uh so Looking at Luke 11 here, we've got the parable of um, the friend at midnight. And then, as I said in the sermon, he goes from this parable where it ends, and surely you will give up, uh, he will get up and give you all you need in verse 8. And then, verse 9 through 13, Jesus expands on his teaching. He continues with uh, this this thought, and he kind of gives some more description of what might be going on with what he's talking about. Um, and he does it in the form of a, a, a uh, poem. I was going to say in the form of a prayer, but that's not, he's talking about prayer. In the form of a poem, uh, which we don't, I like, I, I wouldn't have caught that uh, looking at it in just like my NIV, like it's two paragraphs and it doesn't look like, once again, this is our idea of poetry versus their idea of poetry, right. slightly different. Um, but uh, like I did in the sermon, when you spell it out, that it, it follows this pattern. Um, their their poetry is very, very patterned. Mm-hmm. Um, so in verse 9 and 10, just kinda to look like at those Kind of like a haiku. Kind of like a haiku, yeah, yeah. Very much, yeah, because haikus don't rhyme, but they have this, this structure, this pattern right. yep. that makes them a poem. Right. So, yeah, good, good, good call there. Um, so just focusing in on verse 9 and 10. Uh, it says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So we got an A, B, C. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So we got A, B, C again. Mm-hmm. So we have ask, seek, knock, followed by ask, seek, knock. Yep. Uh, in this first one, <coughs> the first... Uh, Ask, so I say to you, ask and it will be given. This is a uh, this is a future. It will be given. Mm-hmm. It's it's calling towards the future. Um, versus the second ask, where it says, uh, beginning of verse ten, for everyone who asks receives. That's present. Mm-hmm. That's like so. The first one is this future. Mm-hmm. the The second one is this present. It's it's calling us into these, um, and then the first seek. Looking here, seek and you will find. That's active. Mm-hmm. Knock and the door will be opened for you. That's passive. The door is being opened. Yeah. Now it does the same thing again when it says uh, in verse ten. Uh, the one who seeks finds, that's active. Mm-hmm. You are finding. The one who knocks, the door will be opened. It's passive. So we've got these two sections here. The first section being the future. Uh, it's ask and it shall be given in the right. future. And within that future chunk, you've got an active and a passive. So it's covering uh, this full breadth of all the possibilities. Right. And in the second one, you've got this present so in the future, it might be given to you in the future. 
God will be providing in the future, and God is providing right now with the second half of that, the present. And within the present, there's an active, there's a role that you have to play, and there's a passive role, a, a role that you get to receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's within the future stuff and the present stuff. And so that's that's what's going on. That's just two little verses. Wow. There's, there's so much there. I mean... Like, if that's not super dope, I don't know what's super dope. Sometimes... <laughs> Jesus yeah, is yeah, yeah, good yeah. At this so, stuff. so if you ask, and and I, I don't know if you've, if you, I think you've, all, we've all dealt with this, but in particular, I've dealt with this as a parent, where, where my kid wants something, but they don't ask for it, and they and they do something different, like they like, you know, fall, fall, fall on the ground and flop around. You're like, what is that about, you know? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, I want this. And you're like. Did you I, ask? I had no idea. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, just ask, you know, kind of thing. So, so there, so there's that. And and I think of James saying that you don't ask, you don't have because you don't ask, or you mm-hmm. ask and you don't and you don't ask with the right motives, right? So James, maybe connecting back to this, but and then the the seeking and finding and the knocking and and it being opened like i you know sometimes it's within our ability to actually do something and and god gives us kind of like the maybe the spiritual nudge in a general direct you know like mm-hmm. go down this path mm-hmm. and like i my grandmother taught me to pray i lost i was playing out in her yard and and i lost my ball and she goes well let's pray mm-hmm. And and then I found you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and so, but then the, but then the knocking will be opened. Like there are times where we don't have the ability to solve something. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're passive in that. We're completely passive. Yep. If God doesn't show up, if God doesn't provide the person the the right equation, the right whatever. Nothing's going to change. Right. I think in terms of when someone has needed a, mir- I, a, a miracle medically, mm-hmm. and we prayed for them, and they received that miracle. Mm-hmm. That was passive, right? You know, even the doctors were surprised. Sure. You know, so man, what a so much. What a poet. <laughs> I think he knew it. He know it. He know it. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. 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 I'm really funny. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> 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 All right. And he's not done, right? Because he goes moves no, on to eleven. Yeah. He. I mean. Yeah. He goes on. You know. He goes on with the rest of the poem here. Uh, the father's just on ask for a fish, snake instead. Ask for an egg, scorpion. We got the center section. Yeah. Um, and then the back half, 13, uh, it's just verse 13. I don't know why they didn't divide that into two. But uh, 13 there, if you, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Uh, and that pairs with that beginning half. So you've kind of got this, it's, once again, it's a, it's a, um, it breaks down into three sections, the giver, 
the gift and the person who receives, the giver, the gift, and the person th- and that receives. And like I said in the sermon, it's, it's a it's kind of a doesn't specifically say uh, or no, this one does. Yeah, how much more? Val mm-hmm. Um how much more mm-hmm. he's setting that up and that ties it back up too. So you've got this kind of book ending, uh, the examples that he gives in the middle with two, um, uh, two little, little poems there, right. uh, following a meter. And the first, you know, first one, don't worry, you will receive the second half. God gives good gifts with the middle being those examples. Right. This is what, the. Uh, uh, InterVarsity Press background commentary, uh, and this commentary seeks to provide commentary based upon like Jewish thought or ancient Near Eastern thought or or the Greek culture, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They say this, most people believe that the Holy Spirit had departed or was, inv- was available only to several of the holiest people or belong to the community, i.e., I. the the Dead Scrolls, the mm-hmm. um, the Qumran, the Essenes. Essenes. Like it was very, the Holy Spirit was for very particular people, or mm-hmm. or something of the past. Mm. Thus, the promise of verse thirteen would have sounded profound. Given common beliefs about the Spirit in ancient Judaism based on the Old Testament, this was essentially a promise that God would make them prophets, anointed spokespersons for God. Mm. Fascinating. And I think um, if you look at how Luke presents the Holy Spirit, the first time was at the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. but But then... Luke doesn't really talk about the Holy Spirit until this, like he includes it right here. Mm. And I don't know how many years into the ministry of Jesus by Luke 11, but it's all of a sudden like, and now let's have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Sure. So just super fascinating to me, especially, uh, you know, I, the background I come from, uh, the Holy Spirit hasn't been preached a ton, on a ton, mm-hmm. uh, in my experience, from what I've grown up hearing. Um, you know, and, and everybody would say, yep, oh yeah, Holy Spirit. And that's about as much as they want to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, and so I just, uh, I, I wonder, in fact, when you when you read that to me, you're, we were talking about we were discussing the sermon what you're what you're talking about and some things you're wrestling through and and when you read that to me I'm like because I'm like well, well read it to me like sure I was trying to I was trying to discuss this with you without seeing the text in front of me because I was driving um and when you read that to me I'm like oh man <laughs> like Jesus connects that to his prayer parable. I mean, that's, sure. you know, and this is a private conversation with the disciples. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's so significant. So significant. So. Mm-hmm. 
Cool, 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 cool. Let's uh, let's chase down a couple of remezes here real quick. Uh, ch- by chase them down, I mean begin to chase them down because I don't I don't know if I necessarily got any deep genius here or that we're gonna come across that. Um, but uh, there are a lot of threads to pull in this. Uh, in in prepping for my sermon, I went to my I went to my my normal go tos. Um, old Marty Solomon and uh, Aaron Couch. And neither one of them were any help. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, Aaron said Aaron was mostly focused on uh, chasing a, a stringing pearls. That's what it's mm. called. Uh, on one section with the the ask, seek, and knock, which I've yet to find, and Rob's yet to find. So it, it could be there. It could be there. We just we haven't found it if it's there. So s- string of pearls. Just if you haven't heard of that, uh, a teacher will will. Prove that their point is biblical from a Jewish perspective when they connect a quote from uh, from Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, and then the uh, prophets, mm-hmm. and then the writings, which which include some of the prophets that some people like Daniel's part of the writings. Sure, Psalms, mm-hmm. Proverbs are part of the. Even though Psalms and Proverbs are prophetic, that's they they split up their Bible mm-hmm. into three sections. Into three sections, the, yeah. Right. The Torah, the and so if you are teaching something and you quote those, if you pull a pearl from each of those and you string them together, then you just prove that this is a biblical concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. From a Jewish perspective, so uh, Aaron was was. Uh, had mostly done work with that stuff, um, but they pointed out a couple of possibilities of remezes. Neither one of them knew any off the top of their head. <coughs> but uh, so a couple that we're gonna we're gonna point out here, just because we know where they would go, mm-hmm. um, that that pop into our minds here. Um, there's this bread thing. Mm-hmm. So um, one, I, I, I'm going to point out, it shows up in the Lord's Prayer. It also shows up if you include the other teachings where Jesus gives this example of like, if a man asks for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. If he asks for a fish, you're not going to give him a serpent, right? Yeah, three times. Yeah. Like it shows up that mm-hmm. where he would use this bread thing. Uh, it's not mentioned in Luke, but if you include that, then there's another bread reference. Um. But then within the parable itself, the the guy says, uh, you go to the friend at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. What story does that, if I mention bread? I always think of Sarah and Abraham. Bingo. Yeah. Not not just that, but it's three sayas of flour. Yeah, three mm-hmm. sayas of flour. And so what's really amazing about... Bread, three sayas of flour... We always talk about the generosity of of Abraham in that story. Or? It's not. It's the generosity of Sarah. Let's be <laughs> Sarah, honest. Sarah, come on. Who's She's the one? Making, like, it's the royal we. Yeah. We're doing this. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, is is Abraham generous? Absolutely. Like he runs to to the cow. Yeah. He runs to his wife. Runs to the. He's in charge of things, and he you know he he, he gets the bomb. He moving, runs to but... slaughter the cow. Please don't think that I'm calling Sarah. 
<laughs> oh, man. Oh. I, I don't know if anyone was going to think that, but we're all thinking it now. <laughs> all right. For that. At any rate. <laughs> but, Sarah, but Sarah goes all out. She also could have, like, half-assed it. Like, let's be honest. Right. I, but like, all right, yeah, we got some bread. She could have vashed it, too, and been like, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, if, if Sarah is generous like that, how much more? How much more? How much more? But yeah, and and I think this does connect back to the, you know, like maybe even in the in the Jewish mind that knocking on someone's door at midnight is just dumb. I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but but when you connect this story to Sarah, then you're like, no, that's actually the. It, it, that, like the, there's there's a there's a yeah. See, there's there's this thing. It's calling us back to sacrificial. Like no no no. <laughs> there's there's purpose at minimum i think it's calling us back just to make sure that we know there's a real like this guy needs to do this you don't know who you're entertaining yeah yeah and uh the other one the other remez here is like it so you've got a friend at midnight now this should be fresh in people's minds cuz we just talked about it last week yeah, Judges eleven. Flip to it here. Or Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. So there's a little Sodom and Gomorrah there. Was it Judges eleven or was it Judges twenty? It no, was, it was Judges 11. nineteen. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <clears throat> the story of the Levite and his concubine, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to go through the whole thing again. Right. Because we just did it last week, so go go listen to last week's again. Um, or go read the story again, because this is still just a dope story. Um, but the uh, there's this mention of, uh, it mentions at midnight in there, which is just an odd, mm-hmm. and, and it's this like, they, they're going to them, they're coming to them at midnight. Right. Um, it's this odd little detail, and it should call us back to that, um, which is odd. Uh, so pounding, uh, yeah, and 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 that one's a little different because, uh, like, in in that story in nineteen, um, so the the men they they come to them at night, and it's this pounding on the door. They shouted for the old man who owned the house, so they're they're demanding generosity, mm-hmm. which I think is is also possibly some interesting threads there to unwind. Mm-hmm of what's going on like and and your willingness see because within that story it's not that they just like keep the door closed and they don't give them anything right which is probably what i would do like let's be honest but they do they give up like but they're still they're being good hosts but they're also still like out of their honor Mm -hmm. because and i think it's because they know like the people are going to just pound down the door right? right So you give up to save your honor of your guest. You give up your, uh, in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's going to give up his daughters right. for the honor of his guest to protect his honor. And I think that might be you're going to be do you're going to do something that's wild. I I don't I don't even want to say this, but it's wildly inconvenient mm-hmm. to give your daughters to the to the crowd. Like right. that's putting it lightly, right? But within that, how much more is this friend 
going to be willing to give you some bread to save his good name. Right. Right. So I, that that's some possibilities of uh, the, there's definitely some remezes there. That's some possibilities as to starting to sort that out as to what the remez is pointing to, which leads us to the drosh, the deeper meaning like of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the part that you, you got to get together and wrestle with people. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to get sitting there looking at the weeds and going like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Right. Um, that's the part about those where you got to get in community and, and wrestle with those. So Rob's Rob's buffering on something I can tell. Yeah. So what I'm wondering um, is how much bread did they have to take at the Exodus? Oh. Because they left at, um, well, the Lord came at midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just, just curious if they were told, like, that would be super fascinating if, like, bring this much bread. Huh. Um, and uh, the other story I was wondering if there was a connection was when uh, David came and asked for the uh, consecrated bread. I'm not sure. Yeah, the show bread. If, uh, and, th- and that would have been 12 loaves. Yeah. One loaf for every tribe. But did he, t- yeah, did he take all 12 or... Yeah. There might be yeah, there might be some midrash or something that calls us to, you know, hey, that's three bread or something. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. And so I mean which would if that was the connection, yeah, and what do you do with that? Um I don't know. I don't know. But I do know it's gonna have to do with sacrificial generosity. Because that's what that parable's all about. And God showing up and being like, how much more generous? Yeah. So that's the thing. Seems like the shot's going to stay the same. So mm-hmm. cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that gives you some tasty, fun things to go uh, chase down and wrestle with and uh, chew some, up. You know, <laughs> go chew up. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Yikes. Go chew on that for a bit. Yeah. It's. Mm, my goodness. Some delicious bread. Just flaky. Mm. Flaky. Maybe unleavened. Maybe it'll give rise to something. The yeast of these. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's far too much for this episode of Footnotes. So we'll be back at it again next week. For another parables. half-baked episode. <laughs> oh. Soggy in the middle. All right. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes. Footnotes.